must I be a teenager in love? One day I feel so happy. Hello and welcome to Teen Mum Universe, an exploration of all things Teen Mum, sprinkled with a bit of British flavour. I'm your host, Lucy B. Hi guys, welcome to Teen Mum Universe. And guess what? I am sick. Yay! I've been in bed for the past three days approximately, but here I am anyway, slaving away for you so I can give you this week's episode. How are you guys? I hope you're feeling way better than I am. I've been taking a lot of day nurse and night nurse. The night nurse is great, it really knocks you out at night, so I've been getting about... 15, 16 hours sleep a night, which I guess can only be a good thing. I'm just going through a lot of tissues. My nose is very chapped right now from the amount of blowing it that I have been doing. I know you all really wanted to know that, but I'm just checking in with you guys. This is real life. This is where I am with my life. So let's dive straight in with social media question of the week. This week I asked, would you shag, marry, avoid Joe? Javi or Jordan, aka Kaylin's exes. I did not want to include Chris in this because I don't like him and he's abusive. So sorry, Chris, see you later. You're not part of the fun game. I think the answer to this though is fairly easy. I would shag Jordan because he's tall. I feel like he knows what he's doing. I would marry Joe because I love Joe. He's so nice. And I would of course avoid Javi because he is the worst. He plays women, he played Kaylin, Brianna and Lauren at the same time. The way he's treated his current fiance Lauren is horrendous. I know she left him, but I have heard rumor that since they have got back together and they have been seen together, I just hope Lauren finds the strength inside her to leave him and go somewhere else with her kid and start a new life and I feel like she would do so much better without him. There you go, that's this week's social media question of the week. Short and sweet because, um, did I mention I am sick this week? Anyway, I know what will cheer me up and make me feel way better this week. It's talking about Amber's 16 and pregnant. Oh my God, it's the one we have all been waiting for, Amber. What should I say about Amber? What shouldn't I say about Amber? I mean, when Amber initially got released from prison, she pulled the wool right over my eyes. I thought she was a changed woman. I thought she was nice again. I remember at the time my sister-in-law said she had a bad feeling about Amber. She thought she hadn't changed. She was still an abuser. And I was like, no, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. I think she's on a new path to enlightenment. Well, was I wrong? Yes, I was. Of course, since then we've had machete gate with Andrew. We've had Amber recently turning on her 12-year-old daughter. What can you say about that? I mean, it was inevitable, but it's so, so sad. And Amber, what did you expect for your daughter to love you unconditionally? You've not been there. It's not a child's job to love their parent unconditionally. It should be the other way around. And I feel like you've really messed up there. And I'm just so glad for Leah's sake that she has Christina and Gary. And we know Gary has not been perfect, but he has brought her up. You know, he's brought that little girl up well. She's a nice girl. He's put Christina in her life. And I just want to say thank God for seeing Christina. I'm of course a Christina fan. She just does her thing and is a great mum. 
Anyway, without further ado... Hi, my name is Amber, and I'm just your typical teen from Anderson, Indiana. My best friend Kayla and I, more on that later because I want to know who the hell is Kayla, she doesn't come back, entertain ourselves the best we can in this small town. My boyfriend Gary and I have been together for three years. He's a certified nursing assistant and he spends his free time playing video games. So how did I meet Gary? That's a good one. You see, Gary graduated high school with my older brother Sean, who's in Iraq now. One day, when I was in 10th grade, Gary called the house looking for Sean, and guess who answered? So now we get a little cartoon, and they've clearly asked Amber, her mum, and Gary to voice this cartoon, and their acting skills leave a little bit to be desired. So we get, so Amber goes, hello, Gary, Sean home, Amber, no, he's out shooting squirrels, Gary, Amber, Amber, Gary? And then Tonya, the star of the show. Amber, who are you talking to? Amber, it's Gary. Tonya, what does he want? Mom, Dad and my brother were not too happy when I started dating Gary. So you can imagine the reaction when I laid this one on them. I'm pregnant. Dun, 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 dun. 20 weeks pregnant. So Amber is in the car with Gary and they're talking about her pregnancy and our very first line from Amber is a baby is coming out of my freaking beep dude. I think she says cooch. Gary says it's your fault. Amber says are you serious? Amber is pregnant she reveals because Gary doesn't like condoms. We may not have planned on having a baby but we're definitely keeping her so we decided to move in together. Yeah, that seems like a good idea, guys. We get an outside shot of Gary and Amber's apartment on MTV Zoom In on a sign outside the apartment saying, caution children at play, which I think is a sly dig at Gary and Amber. I think they're basically calling them children. They're setting up the inside of their apartment and it's actually quite nice. I mean, we all know it's going to get messy in a hot minute but because they don't clean. But first look, it looks nice. It's a decent size. Amber says, my best friends are taking it pretty well. I might not have time to go to the mall and do my nails, but we still have lots to talk about. So Amber's friends come over, none of whom we ever see again after this moment. They ask how she's going to decorate the baby's room. Amber says, we're going to get a carriage and put it here. And her friend's like, um, do you mean a crib? And Amber's like, yeah, a crib, that thing, and laughs. Ooh, Amber knows nothing about babies and is not prepared at all. You need to know that I never thought I'd be here right now talking about a crib. I don't even want kids. Big surprise there, Amber. Before I got pregnant, I was a rebel at school. I dressed different than the cheerleaders. Doesn't everyone, because the cheerleaders wear a uniform, right? I don't know, I have questions about that. And I was a total party girl. Now I've noticed on 16 and Pregnant, whenever MTV refers to a girl in 16 and Pregnant as a party girl, it definitely means they were doing drugs. But that life is ancient history. Mm, somehow I don't think it is, Amber. I think you're still going on Instagram Live in 2021, high as a kite. Gary and Amber go shopping for baby clothes in Walmart. And at this point, I get visceral flashbacks of Gary buying Amber's engagement ring from Walmart later on in the episode. But do not fear, we will get there. Most kids my age are shopping for back to school stuff, but I'm in the baby section shopping for baby stuff with Gary and Toe bitching about money. 
money's tight, but as long as we're careful about what we spend, we'll be all right. So they're browsing the baby selection in Walmart and some random girl walks up to Amber and says, I think we went to school together. Are you a senior? Amber says she was a senior, but she got pregnant. And then the girl really awkwardly is like, "Hmm, I guess it happens. And then awkwardly stands there staring at Amber's bump for way longer than is appropriate and or necessary. Despite my mom not liking Gary, she decided to come with us to hear the baby's heartbeat. Cut to Amber, Gary, Tonya and Tonya's red face walking down the hospital corridor to get the ultrasound. I just hope Gary doesn't say something stupid. So Amber's on the bed, they're getting ready for the little sonogram thing. And Gary says to Tonya, we took most of the precautions. And Tonya says, that's not what she said to me. Amber says, at least I'm with the guy who I lost my virginity with. Which I guess is something I've written there. I mean, yeah, good on you, Amber. Tonya says she thought Amber was still a virgin. But my reply to that is, in fairness, what did you think Amber and Gary were doing when Amber was staying the night yet there, Tonya? They're 16. Did you think they were what? Top and tailing and only above the waist action. Amber says, I was a virgin. We haven't been having sex for three years. And then Gary says, no, we've not. We've been making love. Oh, Gary is super annoying in these first few episodes of like 16 and pregnant and teen mum. But it doesn't take away from the fact that he has raised Leah. So I really am not going to do him too dirty. Also, I just want you to take a minute to think about the image of Amber and Gary making love. Gary definitely serenades her with his guitar as part of the foreplay there and plays that one song that he knows on the guitar, which we will hear later. The midwife comes in and does the scan and we hear the heartbeat. It's so weird to think that that's Leah in there, 12-year-old little Leah now. Tonya cries. Amber says, are those happy tears? And Tonya says in the least convincing way, Yes, I'm very happy for you. Amber tells her, it's gonna be okay. I'll be a good mom. Ooh, yikes. Amber and Gary then go to Steak and Shake. And I know they've been given a lot of flack here for what they eat. They have like a giant plate of burger and fries and a chocolate milkshake. But I am not gonna give them flack for that because I am actually very jealous of their food and would probably order the same. Maybe not if I was carrying a baby but even so I mean I'm not going to give them flack because they got a burger and chips and how, how many times have I eaten a burger and chips am I right? Gary then starts to fat shame Amber and he says just because you're pregnant it doesn't mean you can eat all this. Thanks Gary if I wanted your opinion I'd ask for it. Amber says Amber fires back with I'm not eating anything completely bad it's a chicken salad a sandwich and some beep cheese fries. Sure, Amber, sure, girl, keep telling yourself that. Shannon, who is an alleged family friend, who is also conveniently the waitress at Steak and Shake, then comes over to Amber and asks how she's doing. This Shannon woman is really making the most of her moment on camera. She is performing. She's like, I don't think I've met you before, to Gary. Amber says, I was going out with him when I worked here. Really? You've been seeing him that long? Two and a half years. Then she asks if they're getting married. Amber pulls a disgusted face, but Gary totally misses the memo here and doesn't read the room because he says, yeah, he'd love to marry her. Awkward. Gary asks Amber if she thinks her mum would get along with his one, Carol. 
And Amber says, yeah, if she tones it down a bit. Gary says, yeah, she's pretty rambunctious. Which I want to know, is rambunctious code for sex addict? Because we now know since watching the amazing Being Gary special that Carol is, of course, randy as hell and a sex addict. That is an iconic episode. So back home, Amber surprisingly now is feeling quite sick after eating that gigantic meal. And then MTV treats us to actual audio of Amber throwing up alongside a shot of her sitting in front of the toilet. Jeez, I did not need to see that MTV. I get the point. Pregnancy makes you feel sick. Gary helpfully chips in. Grease does not sit well on a pregnant woman's tummy. Again, thank you, Gary. If I wanted your opinion, I would ask you for it. A few days later, and we finally get our first shot of the infamous Carol, who I want to point out, at this point must have been only about 36, which is only a few years older than me, but she looks at least 55 here. Carol brings them a diaper genie and then hands Amber a teddy and says, he's purple. Thank you, Carol. You know your colours. Carol says Gary told her that they weren't sleeping together. And again, I'm thinking, why did you believe him? They're teenagers. What did you and Tonya think these kids were doing? We find out that Carol was also 16 and pregnant and so she knows how hard it is. And again, I just want to clarify, she was 16 and pregnant. So at this point, she's probably only about 36. Whoo, voiceover. We found a crib in a garage cell for $15. They take the crib up to their apartment and put it together. They don't have a screwdriver, so they use a button knife to put it together, sure. Since we're scraping for cash, we need all the help we can get if we're gonna make this work. By the way, Amber is actually up and about here helping to put the crib together. This has got to be the most active I've ever seen Amber. I guess she hasn't entered her phase of laying in bed all day yet. Amber cries and says it's weird seeing the crib and again, same as Tonya before, I somehow do not think these are tears of joy. Next, Gary is sitting playing Guitar Hero and Amber walks in. She goes, how you freaking serious? Did you just buy that? Yeah. How much was it? It was like a couple of hundred dollars. How much is a couple of hundred, Gary? Five. Five hundred dollars is not a couple of hundred. A couple means two. That's money we should be saving up for the baby. Through this whole conversation, I want to point out that Gary does not take his eyes off the screen. He is well into that guitar hero. And even though I am a Gary supporter now, I've got to admit, Amber is right here. I mean, if you're buying a crib for $15 at a garage sell, you probably shouldn't be buying a $500 PlayStation. Just a thought. Gary. 25 weeks pregnant. It's 4th of July weekend. Amber and her friend Kayla sit on a blanket in a car park, lighting fireworks two feet away from them and painting their nails at the same time. Kayla says, it's a party tonight. Sure, girl, this looks like the most happening party I've ever seen. A rug in a car park with cheap fireworks and nail polish. But girl, do what you do. The friend, who I'm pretty sure is definitely high here, says, I can't believe next 4th of July you're going to have a baby. Amber says, my life is ruined, and laughs, and she totally means it. Amber's friend says, everything happens for a reason, you got pregnant for a reason, and Amber says, I know, there was a reason we didn't use a condom, which I thought was actually quite funny. Amber and Tonya sit in a diner, and Amber talks about how she'd be afraid to quit her job right now because she doesn't know if she can rely on Gary. 
Does this then mean that Amber worked a job through her pregnancy? Imagine that Amber of today working at all, let alone working whilst carrying a baby. Amber tells Tonya that Gary just bought a new PlayStation for $500. And Amber and Tonya hop in some sort of convertible and speed off. How is Tonya affording this car? That's what I want to know. Next scene. Amber and Gary go shopping. Gary is unironically wearing a t-shirt that says Pork Festival 2005. And I'm pretty sure that at the same time, Amber is wearing pajama bottoms. They argue again about the PlayStation. Amber says, you couldn't afford it. We didn't even have food in the house. And Gary says, there's ramen noodles and celery. Wow, what a tasty treat there, Gary, for any pregnant woman. Back at the apartment, Amber calls her dad, who we know now has sadly passed away, so I'm not going to throw really any shade on Amber's dad. I think he died of cirrhosis of the liver because he was an alcoholic. Amber asks if he's going to come to their barbecue, and he says if he's feeling all right, he'll be there. The dad asks Amber if Gary's there, and Amber says no. Spoiler, he is there, and she's sitting with the phone on speakerphone. The dad then proceeds to bitch about how Gary shouldn't have bought the PlayStation... And then when Amber gets off the phone, her and Gary, of course, start arguing because Gary heard the whole thing. Gary says Tonya is the one that doesn't like him. And Amber says, well, if my kid was 17 and she got pregnant, I'd be the same way. The good thing about living near my mum is that I always have a place to go to when things get tough. So Amber goes to see Tonya at her mum's flat. We get a glimpse of Amber's childhood bedroom it's a sight to behold. There are posters of Fallout Boy and My Chemical Romance on the wall. Looks like a typical teenage girl's room. Although it's not very girly. It probably looks like a more teenage boy's room. Um, but who am I to stereotype? And Amber says, I love this room. Being in this room has made me realise how much my life has changed over the last few months. So they're still in Tonya's house. Amber's there with her friend. And her friend asks if Amber's talked to her brother. Amber says he's supposed to call during the cookout. This conversation, I want to point out, happens in front of a framed picture of a young Amber. And this picture totally steals the scene. Amber is rocking a middle part with the classic two wet look strands hanging down in front of her face. Then the rest of her hair is slicked back. She's wearing massive hoop earrings and a big chain necklace. She is queen of the chaps. Sean's been away for seven months, so he's never even seen my big belly. If I could have any wish in the world, it would be that he'd be able to leave Iraq and come home for the birth. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. Back at Amber's house, Amber and Gary lie in bed. I was really trying to see here if it was an actual bed or if it was just a mattress on the floor, aka Amber and Gary in the Team Mum episode, but it was too hard to tell, I couldn't tell. They do, however, have black bedding, which I thought was an interesting choice. It's 4th July weekend and the families are about to meet for the first time. I hope everyone gets along, especially our mums. So everyone is there at this cookout now. Gary is wearing his Belden Lineman camp t-shirt, which we see him wear at least three times an episode from now for the next 10 years. Carol turns up in some sort of beige shirt, looks like she's on safari, and gives Amber a big hug. And there's an awkward introduction between Carol and Tonya. And then Tonya proceeds to shut herself out in the yard, presumably to avoid talking to Carol. We found out Tonya is annoyed because Carol gave Amber permission to stay in Gary's room overnight. But I want to know where was Tonya at this point if you didn't know your teenage daughter was staying at a boy's house. Tonya says, Amber was not allowed to have boys at my house. We also get our first shot of Cousin Crystal at the barbecue, but it's a blink and you'll miss it. Little Crystal meth as she's 
endearingly known in the franchise. Voiceover. Well, if things weren't awkward already, this cookout clearly didn't help. Then we just get a shot of everyone eating outside, apart from Carol and presumably her boy toy of the time who were sat inside chowing down on their burgers. Just when I was about to hit rock bottom, we get a phone call from Bubby, aka Sean. So they all stand outside on the street and talk to Sean on the phone. Amber cries and tells him she misses him, she needs him there right now because she's going through all of this stuff. Classic Amber, she at no point asks him, so how are things going over there, you know, in that war zone that you're serving in? Nope, all about Amber, I need you here right now, Bubby. Amber says, mum says she told you it was a girl, and Sean says, yeah, I put it on my MySpace. Amazing, how 2008. After the cookout, Amber and Gary sit on the sofa and Gary massages Amber's dirty ass feet. And this is not me being judgmental. You can literally see the dirt on Amber's feet. She's definitely been walking around on dirty carpets with no shoes and socks on. Amber says, your feet smell good. Thank you, Gary. I mean, my question is, do feet ever smell good? I feel like they either just smell bad or they have no scent at all, which is the more preferable option. But yes, we get the lovely image that Amber's feet smell good here. I can never stay mad at him for that long. Despite all the messes he makes, he's my man. The cuddle and Gary then decides to return his PS3. Good on you, Gary. 28 weeks pregnant. Fall is here. And while most kids are figuring out their class schedule, Gary and I are at the library researching baby names. So here are some possible options that they suggest to call the baby before landing on Leah. They suggest Ariana, Kumada, and Amelia. Imagine if they called that baby Kumada. Kumada, Leanne, Shirley. I just want everyone to take a minute and just picture that. They settle eventually, of course, on Leah, and then they're in the car on the way to the baby shower. Gary says, does your mum still hate me? And Amber says, hate's a strong word, but yeah. So they go to the baby shower. Amber has really dressed up for the occasion. She's put on her pajama bottoms for the event. And she says, I hope the tension between our families doesn't last forever. 32 weeks pregnant. So we get some sort of shot now at an Indiana school of a football match, which has nothing to do with Gary and Amber. I guess they're just setting the scene. Amber says, even though being pregnant dragged us away from the big game, Gary and I are spending quality time with our friends at home. We're happy and life is good. Whew, how long is that going to last, Amber? Answer, not very long, bless you. Then, Gary goes to Walmart to buy the ring. Oh my gosh, yay, best scene of the whole episode. Gary is browsing the rings in Walmart. He says she likes pink sapphire and the cashier hands him one and says, that's got a lot of bling bling. Does it really cashier? Because it's $21.40, so I doubt there's really any bling bling on there, but thank you for your enthusiastic contribution. Gary, of course, iconically asks what the return policy is, and the cashier says 90 days with the receipt. Gary says, in case something goes wrong, you know, you never know, and the cashier's like, yeah, you never know. 
back at home. Amber tells Gary he's going to take her away this weekend. And with that, we hit the road for one less romantic weekend in the country. I want to point out here that Amber has said she always had struggles with her mental health way before she even went on MTV. And we know that she even had previous suicide attempts. So we know she wasn't in a good way. But I do want to say that she does seem a lot happier here than she does in the later Teen Mom episodes. Her disposition is just a little bit brighter. She's up and about doing things. She's not in bed all the time. So I just wanted to point that out. And I think it's sad because, you know, if Amber would have sought treatment, maybe she could have been more like this now. I don't know. They stay at the Ivy House bed and breakfast, which looks like it was last decorated in approximately 1922. Gary and Amber lie in the bed and MTV plays quirky we're in love music over the shot of them on the bed and then Gary says babe your feet stink like poo thank you Gary there's way too much focus on feet in this episode for my liking that is two times that Amber's feet have been referenced in this episode and for me that is two times too many they go out of the bed and breakfast and sit on the porch Gary says there is something I was going to ask you. Amber says, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Gary gets down on one knee. Uh, Amber, I was um wondering if you would marry me. Amber's face lights up in a giant smile and she says, no. She then quickly corrects herself. Yeah, baby, I hope it fits me. My fingers are swollen. They kiss and I guess they're now engaged. Or as Amber later says in a teen mum, series we're fiance now iconic i'm the happiest girl in the world i just hope my family doesn't get in the way no amber i don't think your family will get in the way i think it's your hard drug habit and your abusive behavioral tendencies that will get in the way to ruin this relationship gary and amber go over to carol's and tell her they're engaged carol collapses like a seal and goes yay but amber says gary's mom was not the one we were worried about over at Ga Amber and Gary's apartment, Tanya comes over and they're about to tell her. Tanya looks good, by the way. She's really skinny here. She's rocking shorts. Her legs are super tanned. She looks good. The drugs and alcohol have not yet taken away her looks. Amber tells Tanya that Gary proposed to her. Tanya's face is disgusted and she goes, congratulations, again, in a very, very unconvincing manner. I thought you'd snuck off and got married. You did everything else ass backwards. And they all kind of awkwardly laugh. 38 weeks pregnant. This year, there's no trick-or-treating for us, but Leah dressed up as a pumpkin. I know she did, Amber, because MTV shows this clip about 5,000 times per series, and it's the clip of Amber's bare pregnant belly painted like a pumpkin. Even our midwife got into the spirit. So they're in the hospital and the midwife is wearing a half-assed costume. She's wearing some sort of beads around her neck and a scarf tied around her head. I think she's supposed to be a psychic. She's not really committed, but Amber seems to be enjoying it. The midwife tells Amber during labour she's going to get her to try lots of different positions, raunchy, and that pushing a baby out is a lot like pushing a poop out. Is it? How big are this woman's poops that it feels like she's pushing a baby out of there? That's what I want to know. Gary just looks completely shell-shocked this whole time. My due date came and went, but I had to wait five more days before being induced. Amber is starting to get to the point here in the episode where she sounds constantly pissed off and she starts to sound more like the Amber of today who we know and 
I, want, I was going to say no and love, but no, we, we don't. I'm sorry, Amber, we don't love you. Sending love, babies. Off they go to the hospital. Amber says, I'm so ready to have this baby. All the parents come in, Carol comes in, she's singing, we're gonna have a baby, we're gonna have a baby. And at that moment, I can totally see why Tonya hates her, because that is not helpful. Amber's dad comes in and full on snogs Amber on the mouth. What is that about? They properly lip kiss. Who does that with their dad? The midwife asks Amber how she's feeling. Amber says she's been puking all day. And the nurse kind of shades her hair because she says, I know, how come you can puke all day and eat Taco Bell? It's amazing comedy there from the nurse. The nurse mic drops and leaves the room. Amber is acting really childlike here. I know she is only 17, but I feel like she's acting a lot younger than a lot of the other girls we see in 16 and Pregnant. And I think Amber is actually one of the older girls in the franchise to have her baby. Amber's like nearly 18 by the time she's having Leah, whereas someone like Caitlin, I think was barely 16 when she had Carly. One hour into labor, Amber is crying and in pain and I can't again really shade this because it just looked difficult. Seven and a half hours in, they give her the epidural so she seems to calm down a lot. The midwife announces that Amber's feeling some pressure in her butt so they're gonna get ready for delivery. The MTV cameras are right there, prime position, ready to go. They're doing loads of different positions as promised. My thoughts as someone who has never had a baby, so don't hold me to this, but surely you would want to be sat with your bum towards the earth so that gravity can help push the baby out. I've always wondered that. Like, why have they got Amber lied horizontally on the bed? That seems like the least logical position to me to try. But who am I? I've never had a baby. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm right. I feel like I would cry like a water birth when I have a baby because I feel like it just seems like very serene and the baby just plops out of you into the water. But who knows? Again, I've never had a baby, people, so don't come at me. At this point, they say they can see the baby's head. So it must be right there. But Amber says, Amber suddenly decides she wants a C-section because she's too weak. And the midwife has to really persuade her to keep going because I feel like at this point, they wouldn't even be able to do a C-section. The baby's that close to coming. The midwife is saying the baby's right there. Really think you could push this baby out. And to Amber's credit, she does get her out. She's a little bit dramatic in the middle, but she, she gets her out. And little Leah is born and it's very emotional, especially knowing how their story turns out. Get the screenshot, Leah Leanne, born November the 12th, 2008, weight seven pounds and 15 ounces. One day old. Everyone is coming in and out of the delivery room. Someone says she's got Gary's face and Gary says, why? Because she's fat. While other kids are studying for their finals, Gary and I enrolled in baby 101. Before we knew it, it was time to take baby Leah home. The nurse tells Amber not to do anything strenuous while she recovers and you can see Amber's eyes light up because that is just the excuse she needs to, I don't know, lie in the bed all day. The midwife also recommends no sex for the next six weeks and Gary looks gutted. Amber's brother then phones her and says he'll be home tomorrow afternoon. My brother Sean was finally coming home from Iraq, but he wasn't too happy about me and Gary hooking up. But now that there's a niece in the picture, I hope he'll be okay with everything. Leah is such a cute baby, by the way. I know I say this about all the 16 and pregnant babies, but Leah really is very, very cute. I knew delivering my baby would hurt, but I never imagined I'd be in this much pain. They do not teach you this in high school. Even though it was a school night, 
thank God Kaylin came over to give us a hand. So Amber's friend Kaylin, I think she's called Kaylin. Did I call her Kayla before? It might be two separate friends. Either way, one of Amber's friends has gone over to Amber and Gary's apartment. She's tidied it up. She's done all their washing, ready for their arrival back home. She seems like a great friend. Where did she go? Because we've not seen her since at all. Two days old and it's time for the classic nighttime montage. 3am, baby's crying. 5am, baby's crying. And guess who's making the bottles, ladies and gentlemen? It's Gary. That's right, Amber is lying in bed, not doing a thing, and Gary is doing all the baby care. The whole family gathered in anticipation of my brother's arrival. As you know, Sean was not happy about me and Gary being together, and I was worried he'd make a scene. But to my surprise, he set the past behind him and acted like a complete gentleman. So Sean, aka Bubby, arrives home, says, hey sis, goes to hug Amber, to which Amber says, I'm so sore. Um, your brother was just in a combat zone, Amber. Again, why not ask how he's feeling? But the joy of a new baby and the joy of seeing my brother, yeah, sounds really joyful, Amber, soon faded as the reality of having a baby soon set in. Two weeks later, the apartment is an absolute tip. There is clothes everywhere, nappies on the floor, the trash is overflowing. Also in this scene, I want to point out, Amber is wearing a t-shirt with a picture of baby Leah on the front. It's never mentioned, never referenced. She's just wearing a picture with her daughter's face on it. Even with Gary picking up extra shifts, money was still tight as we had all sorts of new expenses. Formula, diapers, clothes. And with the lack of sleep, I found myself on the verge of losing it. Amber complains that she has to do constant cleaning. Brackets, does she? The apartment is so messy. We get another nighttime shot next, and guess what? Amber's lied in bed while Gary is up with the baby. Amber already hates Leah at this point, you just know it. She's arguing with Gary, and whoo, okay, so this gets dark very quickly and very abruptly. Amber's arguing with Gary, and she says, you are so lucky you're holding the baby right now, Gary. Eek. Okay, so the domestic violence has begun. That escalated so quickly, Amber storms out, and sleeps on the couch, leaving Gary and the baby alone to their own devices in the bedroom. Things mellowed out, and Gary and I settled into a comfortable routine. But as soon as I started getting some rest, something was going on with our baby's breathing. We then get serious music. We cut to Leah sleeping, who is actually sounding really wheezy. I would be very worried at this point. We also know that Amber had a baby sister that died from SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, when Amber was about five. So this thing with Leah must have been pretty scary. I'll give props to that. They take little Leah to the doctors, and the doctors say they're going to stick a little camera up Leah's nose just to see if there's any blockages up there, see what's going on. As they're explaining it, Amber storms out. She says, I can't handle this leaving the nurse to look after Leah, who's lied on the hospital table, about to have this tube up her nose. Again, great work thinking about somebody other than yourself there, Amber. We found out there's something weird in Leah's airways, but in time it will clear and it'll go away, so it's not that serious. 
Then they go home and sit on the sofa while Gary plays again what I swear is the only song he knows on the guitar because it's the only song we ever see him play. And as a treat, a gift from me to you, I'm going to try and sing this song in my very sick condition. It's the one where he's like, every consolation in my heart, you know it well. I would climb Thank you, I know. You know what I mean, right? It's the one song that Gary plays all the time. I guess now Amber's happy because he's playing guitar for her and we've conveniently forgotten that about five minutes ago she threatened to hit Gary while he was holding the baby. Amber says, what a long road this has been. We then get a really long voiceover from Amber and I was starting to think we wouldn't get the usual little piece to camera at the end. I thought maybe we'll get in this voiceover instead, but do not fear, we actually get both. So voiceover, Amber. Never in a million years could I have foreseen what having a baby could really be like. My whole life has changed now that I'm responsible for this child. <laughs> Brackets, yeah, you're really responsible, Amber. While Gary and I have our disagreements and being parents is a challenge, we do our best to spread the love and Gary never ceases to surprise me with his random acts of sweetness. No one said being a teen mom was going to be easy. A headline, many unanswered questions like, will Gary and I actually get married? Will we have more kids? Will we ever be able to make ends meet or buy our own home? Am I just too young to handle all of this? It's hard to tell. We then finally get the little piece to camera at the last minute. As long as there's a happy family behind her, she should be a good person when she grows older, you know. I think we're doing pretty good so far. So we'll see how the future turns out. Dun, 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 dun. The shortest little piece of camera ever from Amber at the end there. And I am pleased to say that Leah does have a happy family behind her. It's not Amber. It's nothing to do with Amber. It's Christina and Gary and her little sister Emily. But she's got that family unit and I'm happy for her. Again, thank the Lord for St. Christina because she has really saved Leah's life, I feel like, and given her that stable home that she needs. This was a fairly quick episode today, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling like I'm on death's door. So I'm sorry if it's short, but, you know, I turned up for you guys. So that's really all I can do this week. Um, next week, I will be feeling in tip-top shape again. And I'll give you another fabulous full-length episode. And maybe I'll even do a bit more talking about Amber next week. Because I was so looking forward to talking about Amber this week. But guys, I'll be honest, I've done 45 minutes of talking and I don't think the vocal cords can take much longer. Let me know what your thoughts are on Amber and what your thoughts are on this episode. Give me a five-star rating and review, please, because it's nice to be nice. And check me out on Instagram. You'd really cheer me up if you could engage with some of the content on there. We've got a decent following. I appreciate all you guys that follow me on Instagram and all you guys that are listening to these podcasts. I really hope you're well. I hope you're more well than I am. I just want to say it's not COVID, by the way, so do not worry. I did a COVID test. It's just a bad cold. But either way, I'm probably going to lie down for the rest of the day and do an amber. Anyway, guys, have a great week. Be healthy, be safe, and I will see you next week. Bye. Must I be a teenager in love?